This podcast is brought to you by Myrtle Beach Convention Center. Hello, everybody. This is Courtney Stanley, and welcome to another exciting episode of Dare to Interrupt, a listening experience where you have the opportunity to sit in on honest, unfiltered conversations with leaders who are considered to be the most influential, inspiring, and innovative leaders in the world of events, hospitality, business, and beyond. Throughout their careers, these leaders have dared to interrupt conversations, their own comfort zones, and sometimes even societal norms to hustle toward their greatest levels of success. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest. Here with us, we have Sonia Fong, Senior Vice President of Convention Development at Louisville Tourism. Sonia, it's so great to have you here with us today. What is going on in your world these days? Hi, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, a lot going on. Uh, we had a very, you know, unprecedented uh, last week here in Louisville. But uh, like I mentioned earlier um, this week, we started off with a very positive note. Um, we had a general manager's meeting and a lot of our guests that were in town and, and coming to town are very encouraging. They send a lot of support and um, so overall, I think, uh, you know, we're also excited about Derby coming up. So it's our 149th edition. The city's ready. We're ready to shine. Uh, so work-wise, it's good. <laughs> yeah, and I was so sorry to hear about that tragedy, too. And I know that we we spoke a bit about it before we hopped on today. And um, it sounds like, you know, the, the leaders in your community have really stepped up. And, you know, we we hope for for better and brighter days in the future for sure. I want to hear more about the Derby. I have never been. What is it like being in that energy, in that space at that time? Well, I have the pleasure of attending last year. It was my first year, and this is my second time. So uh, I know a little bit more about it because I went last year. The, the energy is unbelievable. But most importantly for us ladies uh, and gentlemen as well, the fashion there yes. is, is beyond, you know, <laughs> every, everybody that walks by you, it's a head turn. It, it just, um, uh, it, it, it is one of a lifetime bucket list for, um, for everybody. If, uh, you have not been, I highly, uh, recommend, uh, however we do, uh, kind of offsite, uh, event like that in cities that we go to. So we bring that experience to, to people that cannot come to Louisville. But um, Derby is our Super Bowl. Uh, we have international attendance. We anticipate over, I think, 160,000 people on Derby Day. It is a huge economic engine. Um, you know, over the years, this is 149th edition. So the city knows how to do it well, and I'm very much looking forward to attending, experiencing it first uh, another time. Uh, we have uh, customers coming to town that have never been. It is on their bucket list, so we're very happy to be able to deliver that experience that, that is so unique, uh, only found in Louisville. So, yeah. That sounds incredible, especially the fashion. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I can only imagine that when I do go, and I will definitely put this on my bucket list, the outfits that I will be packing for that trip. That just sounds like so much fun and such a cool experience. So I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I go down and hopefully you'll get to go again and we can we can meet up and have a good time together. It's a deal. It's yeah, a deal. <laughs> well, Sonia, I, I, the audience 
probably most of the audience probably doesn't know this, but I had the opportunity to interview you and your daughter last year during IMAX America's She Means Business program. And it was such a unique and special experience having both you and your daughter on stage at the same time. What was it like sharing that space with her and getting to see her shine in that moment? Well, Courtney, and it was also my first time meeting you in person and you yourself should be so proud of yourself and me being a mom and I'm sure your mom and your parents are so proud of you. Uh, I think you're one exclusive example for all the, the young generations out there. So first of all, hats up to you, Courtney. Uh, having able to share that space with my daughter was extremely special. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, I talk about her and, and, and here I am, right? Um, it was very, it was an opportunity that I never thought I would have, but when uh, IMAX and NPI invited us, uh, first she hesitated and then I I encouraged her. And then when she went on stage, uh, she just uh, did so well and just very proud of her uh, as a mom, seeing uh, the young lady that she has become uh, also, uh, pursuing a career in hospitality management, uh, I, I, I'm just so honored that she was able to share that space and able to learn from many of us, including yourself. Um, so it, it, it truly was very special, <laughs> beyond words can describe. Yeah, I I can imagine even, you know, as a somebody who is participating in the conversation, but not related to the two of you, it was just, it was just really, really cool to be able to see a mom and a daughter having a, a conversation and each bringing their own perspective to that conversation that it was just so valuable, I think, to have that dynamic on stage for the audience. How does it feel having your daughter also walk in your footsteps in stepping into the hospitality industry? Uh, yeah, I mean, I often try to provide uh, my feedback and advice, but I think like all of us, uh, I want her to also learn from her mistakes. Uh, she's very independent. Um, I, I, I really, you know, applaud her for being very brave as well. Uh, while she's also uh, on her third year, she does have a part-time job uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, she works at the convention center. Um, one day she calls me, mom, I'm setting up chairs. Tomorrow I am a conference manager. So she's wearing many hats. Um, but I want her to grow and uh, see the industry in her own eyes um, while I can provide my own experience and feedback. But I think each and every one of us should, should be living um, the life and career that we want. But the only way to learn it is through uh, a journey uh, working through it, being in it, be present. And um, so I, I think uh, I think th those are the things that I can say about her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so clear that you're so proud of her. And, and even sitting next to her on stage, I was just so impressed with her eloquence and just the way that she really carried herself. I just, I was so impressed and I look forward to seeing, you know, where she takes her career and her life as well. Speaking of, you know, feeling proud, um, what has been your, your greatest or proudest moment throughout your career, throughout your life, even reading, you know, your biography before getting into this conversation today, you've had such a, an impressive journey and you've accomplished so much. What has been really the greatest or proudest highlight of that journey? Mm -hmm. 
um, well, there were a lot of greatest success and um, moments. Uh, a lot of people have helped me along the way, and I'm so thankful. Uh, but if I would have to pick one proudest moment uh, in my professional career uh, would be completing my uh, MBA uh, while working full time and also uh, managing a sales team, exceeding our goals, uh, and also being a single mom. I think uh, those two years of, of, my, um, of the process of getting that MBA, it taught me a lot. Um, so, uh, but my daughter was the main fuel to it. <laughs> uh, I think there's, you know, us as individual, we always want to aim high and higher. Uh, me being the first person in my family to obtain a college degree, but today many of my other siblings and, and cousins, they all have PhDs and doctors, so they all succeeded me. But, um, but I think the proudest moment and, and most uh, valuable to me was really completing that MBA. And it, it took the journey to a different level and it shaped me who I am, uh, even a better professional and better uh, human beings, because while working and going to school and uh, tending to a daughter, uh, it was not an easy task, uh, but I was determined and I was focused. And I think having those um, traits really helped me. Um, so, yes. Well, first, I mean, I want to say how how impressed I am to know. I mean, that is so much. That's so much to have on your plate at once, getting your MBA, working full-time, leading a team, exceeding your sales goals, being a single mom, and then everything else in between, including taking care of yourself. That's so much to have on your plate at once. And you mentioned that you learned a lot of lessons along the way that led to personal growth. What were some of those maybe tougher moments that led to the lessons that you learned? Uh, a lot of lessons learned. I think, um, you know, we as professionals and humans, uh, I, I think uh, gratitude is, uh, is one, one thing that I never take it for granted. I think anybody that I meet, um, that I come encounter with, whether it's an interaction, uh, whether it's just an exchange of words, uh, I am just very grateful for those moments, those moments of interacting and connecting with people. Um, and you know, and, and just take notes. Um, I think when we, when you connect with people and learn about, um, about them and remember who they are and what they are, you know, as simple as it is to remember their kids or dog's name, um, and remember their birthday and sending a thank you note, it goes a long way. I learned, um, that being grateful and, uh, show gratitude has been one of the most, um, impactful lessons that have also helped me along the way in my career because um, I could always pick up the phone of people that I have encountered in the past that I thank in you know that I thank them that I, I acknowledge their either is a promotion or birthdays um, people know that I genuinely care about them and because of that I get a lot of great reciprocation of you know um, of future support so uh, I think that's important for all of us to be mindful of, of that. It sounds simple, but it's a, a little act of kindness that we could all practice and uh, we could reap a lot of benefits out of it. 
Yeah, I would definitely agree with that, Sonia. And I think being practicing gratitude is something that I am constantly reminding myself to do. I think it's not something that is naturally built into our day to day in terms of the the lives that we have in the society that we're living and breathing in. And I think it really is something that has to be intentional where you make it a practice in your own world every day. And it's actually, it's, it is something that I have added to my to-do list every single day is to practice gratitude because to be honest, I'll probably, I would forget, you know, the day gets started, you're off and running. Um, everything always feels a, a bit busy. And I think something that I have learned over the years is that being able to take a step back and really acknowledge the people that are in your life that you do feel so grateful for. And some of the basic things too, you know, the, the, house that you live in or, mm -hmm. you know, the community that you have, even, um, you know, having a safe environment to exist in, those are all things that you could blink your eye and you're on to the next day without thinking about. Mm -hmm. So I really do think that practicing gratitude is something that takes effort to be able to, to do every single day. Are there certain ways that you consistently practice gratitude in your life? Yeah, I actually, um, I, I, I remember a lot of people's birthdays, so I send them birthday cards. Um, and then I'm pretty connected through a lot of my uh, professional uh, network through LinkedIn. And if I see they have a promotion, I'll send them a, a little special gift or a card. Um, I it, it This has been embedded in me since I was in high school. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's, it's part of me. So it's, it's not a lot of effort. And I love doing that. Uh, just today, I got a text from one of my uh, colleagues. I also mentor her in Miami. She said, I got your card and it made me cry. And it was just one note would have maybe three sentences. But it's it's how we touch other people's life mm -hmm. that um, that I think makes it even more special and fulfilling. For, for us, right? And uh, it, like I mentioned earlier, it, we live such a crazy world and it's just little things that you do for people that touches um, their lives in a positive way goes a long way. It really does, Sonia. And it's such a ripple effect. I think that's the beauty of kindness is that it really, when you show somebody kindness, it doesn't matter if it's a big act or if it's a small act of kindness, it goes so much further than that one interaction. And I think we've probably all experienced that. Mm -hmm. If somebody goes, you know, an extra step to hold a door for you, or if somebody pays you a compliment out of the blue, those types of small moments throughout the day completely, for me, change my my mood. It shifts mm -hmm. my energy. It puts me in a better place. And yeah. it's more likely that I will go the extra step and go the extra mile to try to pass on that energy to someone else. I really do feel like it's such a domino effect. Yeah, I agree. And I, I must applaud in general our, you know, our network in the hospitality industry, uh, all the individuals that we know, um, they have that in their trades and that's what makes them so successful so I'm, I'm very happy to be part of that huge industry that we belong and and kindness is one of them so 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Something else that you said that I wanted to go back to was you said that your daughter was the fuel for you during that two-year period where you had a very full plate with lots going on. What does that mean when you say that your daughter was the fuel for you? So she was about 10 years old and uh, she said, well, I don't want to go to school. I don't like school. (laughs) So I said, well, I'm going to show you mommy go to school too. Uh, I think, um, you know, she is my priority. So I would do anything to ensure that, you know, her future is better than mine. Um, So those sacrifices were worth it. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how uh, when you, um, you know, when you go through hardships, um, the, what really sets people apart in overcoming the hardship is your determination. Uh, I think as long as you have that, um, no matter what the outcome will be great. So, uh, (laughs) the fact that she says, I don't want to go to school. So I got concerned, right? I mean, she's young and and she's not motivated. So I'm going to set the example for her that I could go to school and you should too. So, and she's been doing amazing and, um, and I'm just really proud of her. That's actually, I'm smiling over here because I think that is, I, I just think that's wonderful. Hearing that your your daughter isn't feeling great about going to school and leading by example, literally by putting yourself, <laughs> enrolling herself in school to get your MBA to yeah. show her that you're also committed to your education and bettering yourself and your life. Like that is the most literal, I'm going to walk the walk is, is, is that, do you feel like that's how you would describe your leadership style as well? So in your personal world, yes. Also in your professional space, do you feel like you tend to try and motivate those around you by really walking your walk? Yeah, absolutely. I do. Um, you know, I, I'm not shy about rolling up my sleeves and, and do whatever that it needs to be done uh, for the final outcome. And my team knows it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably the one that will you know, they would say, no, you don't do this. I go, yeah, I am. I'm part of the team and I'm here to help. Uh, uh, I think that leading by example is what uh, I would, you know, uh, that I like um, everybody to practice because um, the people that are working with you or alongside you, uh, even though it sounds small, but they notice and they appreciate the fact that they have a leader that will really, you know, get down and dirty and roll up the sleeve with them, it, it means a lot to them because then uh, while you, the leader, you're not separating them by, by rank you know, title. So it's important to lead by example. I agree with that. And I know that you're sitting in an executive position and it, it took a lot of work and determination and commitment to get to where you are today. From your perspective, what do you think some of the biggest challenges that leaders like you are facing today? And how do you think that we can address or overcome some of those challenges? Yeah, I think, um, you know, today, especially post-pandemic, uh, and also depend where you sit and and what lenses you're looking at them. Um, it also depends on the situation. I, I believe all of us learned a lot from the pandemic. Uh, I find that traditional ways of approaching things and managing teams are no longer in style. Uh, We need to be flexible, innovative, 
lead by example, like I said earlier, like we talked about, and be compassionate. Um, I, and how I approach to overcome overcome them is to provide resources, help them set goals, and uh, help craft uh, plans and actions and KPIs. Um, if it's, for example, if it's professional development, then I would encourage, you know, education, uh, provide them with leadership role in managing projects. Um, I highly encourage them to uh, get involved in community and industry boards, something of their passion. Uh, while work is work, but while they're doing something that is fulfilling, it makes it will make them more successful. And also, you know, continue to learn and, and, and have a great support system and mentors. And I think those are important for us uh, as we continue our journey. I think the, the, the two words that stuck out to me in your, in, in your explanation of what leaders really need to be embracing right now are compassion and flexibility. I think those are... We've seen we've seen the battle happen, and we've seen headlines, we've seen articles, we've heard people talk about the uh, the the discrepancy between you know an employer wanting to go back to the way things were a few years ago, and employees really craving more flexibility because so much has changed over the past few years. Is that something that you're seeing in your professional world as well? Yes, absolutely, and. Um... One of the things that I also like to share that the reason uh, I am also able to carry on a full-time job with my daughter was I had the flexibility in the sense that uh, if I ask for a couple hours, they know I would get back five times more. I, I think it's also that trust with them, with each other. Um, while some people might think, you know, the certain people take advantage of certain things, but I, I think it's both ways. The trust goes both ways. And once you establish that, uh, it's very easy because that their results will speak volume and you don't have to, uh, you know, be worried that while well, I'm giving them flexibility, they're not going to do their job. But in return, you actually get in a lot more out of uh, individuals. Yeah, I would agree that it, it definitely comes down to trust. And um, I think that it takes a lot of it takes a lot of intentional effort to build trust, but it's such a necessary part of a working relationship. Um, and I do find that trust is not only comforting, but it's also empowering. It allows and it's motivating. I think that mm -hmm. it really does allow people to feel like they have the breathing room to be able to have a bit of freedom and flexibility in the way that they show up, but mm -hmm. to also make mistakes and know that their leader has the best intentions for them to grow, for them to succeed, for them to continue to move up the ladder in that organization. And I think that really does come back to being able to trust one another. Mm -hmm. If I go back to this idea of the, the journey that it's taken and the path that you've walked to get to where you are today, what would be an example of, or a few examples of some of the challenges or the obstacles that you have personally faced in climbing to where you are today? Sure. Um, thank you for the question. Uh, I mean, it sounds very complex and it was a, a, a long journey. Uh, I think in, in general, right, as, as women, uh, people look at you from the outside and don't see the context of who you are or who might 
who you might be able to be. Uh, a lot of times um, the abilities of taking on a project, uh, they underestimate your ability. Uh, I have personally encountered those scenarios. Um, that's why I encourage uh, everyone to continue learning, uh, continue professional development. Um, and also um, being how I look, that also impacts uh, people's opinion until they know who you are, then that changed the, 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 their mindset. Um, so I always remind myself uh, and others, uh, actually my daughter is very good at reminding me um, that we shouldn't be judging people um, by whether it's the skin color, whether it's how they look. Um, uh, in the end, uh, it, it's, it's a real world, right? And I mean, nothing is sugar, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it, but uh, it, it wasn't easy. But as long as you stay resilient and, uh, and dedicated and work hard, uh, in the end, there will always be good results. Um, so, yes. Can you explain a little bit more what you mean when you say in your own experience, you feel that people have maybe judged you or made uh, quick perceptions about you based on the way that you look and how that affected you at that time? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I think um, being frame or label uh, is never a, a good thing. Um, so I, I think at the, at the moment, you know, you always, uh, because I have encountered so many times, I probably am self-trained <laughs> uh, to either... Uh, you know, react or in a way that is, it's not disrespectful, but uh, I think over time I have learned to become a little bit more vocal in a sense that is uh, in a respectful way to correct people's uh, opinion about who I am. Um, Can you, I, Sonia, I want to get into that because I think this is actually a piece of advice that could be helpful to the audience. Can mm -hmm. you give an example of what somebody might say and how you might respond? So uh, one of the, and this happened for real, <laughs> they say, uh, I know you can do the job, but this is not your time. So what does that mean, right? Um, it's because at for, for that particular opportunity, uh, I was just not fitted and they were just looking for a male dominant uh, figure for the job, even though the job was fitted for me based on my experience and my uh, resume and, um, and the career that I have taken. Um, so I, I fought hard and eventually uh, I got it, but it's, it, it's been pretty hard. Yes. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like your, your approaches when you do feel maybe underestimated because, and you'd mentioned this before being underestimated, uh, potentially because of how you look or just potentially because you feel like, you know, it's, it's a role that maybe they want a male leader for, and that doesn't, that's not, you know, the shoe that you're wearing. 
So what is your what is your mindset when you go into responding to something like that where you do see that you are being underestimated for whatever reason? So the the you know the mindset and response is um, you always have to be over prepared. Um, you know, do your research. Just you have to bring on the game, uh, not just show up, but show up well prepared. Um, and you know, and 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 really having a track record of why it needs to be it needs to be yours. So I think coming into that space, um, it's um, it, it's hard, but. Um, but I think as long as you know who you are and what you want and who you're about, I think that matters. Um, so I don't know if I'm giving you the right answer, but yeah, it's, no, it's, I don't think there. Think... Yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just curious because I know that you are such a determined person, Sonia. And when you see, even just hearing your stories, when you see that a, a problem arises you are determined to find a solution. Even looking at the example of your daughter not enjoying being in school and you took action, you said, okay, I'm going to lead the way. I'm going to show her that this is something that really can benefit you. And she's going to see me do the work and see the results of that work. So I can only imagine that in situations where somebody underestimates you or maybe doesn't give you an opportunity for a reason that you don't agree with, I can only imagine that you would really find that determination within you to either prove them wrong or to find another way to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and always be, you know, I guess, in my way of doing things is um, just be courteous, be respectful. Uh, I, I never disrespect anybody, even though, you know, we might not agree on certain things. It's always an opportunity to talk it out. Um, it's important uh, always, you know, what you believe is right, then fight for that. And, and I have done certain things that whether my belief of taking certain action, whether it's for my team or for myself, just, you know, do the right thing and, and do the right thing for the, for the result that you want and, and knowing that it is the right thing. And I think that that's also important as well. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. And I loved when you said, know who you are. I think that that's, that's such an important piece of advice that I think we, as people often forget when there are moments that might slight our confidence and sense of self-worth or self-knowing. I think that that's such a wonderful piece of advice to go back to even some, some mental practices where you're able to really remind yourself of who you are, what you stand for, what you care about, who you're serving, and why you're there. I think those are such key questions to be able to ask yourself, to be able to recenter and move forward, whether it's on that path or whether you've decided to create a new one. Mm -hmm. and, and Courtney, and I agree with you uh, in terms of being confident, and it is not easy, right? I think mm -hmm. us as women, um, at least for my generation, because the way we were raised is so different. Um, I, I remember being on a dinner table, it's just whatever our adult parents say, and that's it. There's no discussion about it. 
but now I raise my daughter differently, right? Because we live in a different world. I think one thing that uh, a lot of us women lack is um, the confidence. We're always unsure, mm-hmm. um, but it's okay to um, to feel unsure, but you always have to come that you show you have that confidence. And I, and I think I daily, I have a team of, 20 women that I work with and uh, one thing that I uh, on a daily basis encourage is my team members to show that their confidence and and I help them and I think it's important that I am able to do that uh, and uh, it it makes me feel good because I'm helping someone to become their better selves uh, they have it but it just it just lack and maybe maybe all I have to do is say two words to them and then the whole scenario changes for them and and it's just amazing how incredibly that human uh, connection and interaction with words can do to people. Absolutely. When you look at your daughter and you think about when you were your daughter's age, do you see big differences because of the way that you were raised versus the way that you raised your daughter? Oh my God, huge. She recently did a, a school project. I go, oh my God, I would have never thought of this in my in my in my era, in my age, right? It's like everything is so innovative and so forward thinking. And uh, it, I I told her, I go, you need to patent this. Whatever idea you have, uh, you know, I it's also the the, the thinking and the way uh, the young generation approach with different uh, solutions, you know. It, I cannot, uh, I mean, I was so, so different and I was so shy and uh, what you see today is not what, what, who I am when I was 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's amazing that, that you're seeing such great things and uh, just great differences between, between, not just between you and your daughter at that age, but also in just the world, you know, the world that we live in today. And I think it's so interesting because I was, I was sitting here starting to self-reflect on my own childhood and I love to go down the therapy road. I love to go Mm -hmm. back to the childhood. I love to self-reflect and explore. And so I started to just wander a bit and start thinking about, you know, those conversations that you alluded to where, you know, you would potentially be hearing the words, you know, end of discussion. And there really may not have been a place to have a a collaborative discussion or to share your perspective. And so I went back and I was thinking about my own childhood. And I think it was almost kind of in between. Sometimes there was room to share. And a lot of times there was a position of authority. And I do, my sisters and I have, I have two sisters, we've talked about this and how we believe that we were raised with people pleasing tendencies and mm-hmm. how that has been one of the most difficult habits to break. And I will say, Sonia, this is something that I work on constantly, constantly. Mm-hmm. Not, not only am I reminding myself to be grateful every day, but I'm also catching myself in moments where I I find myself wanting to consistently put other people before myself. I think sometimes people think of people pleasing as, you know, maybe you're holding back and you're nodding along and you're smiling, but a lot of times people pleasing just shows up as caring for Mm -hmm. other people. And so being able to catch yourself and ask yourself the question, am I 
truly being a caring, kind person, or am I uncomfortable putting myself first when I really need to be? So it's just funny thinking about some of those those um, conversations that I've also had about you know what childhood was like and how that's translated into mm-hmm. today, and that also for me ties back to confidence building and really how much work it takes to build your confidence, especially if you have you know, been through experiences where you have maybe been knocked down, you know, you haven't gotten opportunities, or maybe you've gotten fired, or you've uh, had relationships end, and all of those things affect your confidence. And I just think it's, it's always a pendulum that's swinging, and you're constantly trying to keep it swinging in a direction that's positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like we could talk forever, Sonia, but I know that we're coming to the end of our time. So I do want to wrap up our conversation today by asking you a couple of questions. So the first question I have is, what are some of your guilty pleasures? Oh, I, I don't have too many, just like all women, right? We love shopping and shoes <laughs> and, and handbags. But I, I, I uh, what I really love is... Um, I love dark chocolates and, and champagne if you ask me about culinary. So those I do enjoy going out to eat. And uh, speaking of my daughter, she when we go on vacation, she's in charge of booking reservations. And every time we go, it's somewhere, uh, it's a place that we go in, and it's an experience. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that you can share that together. And I also love chocolate, specifically dark chocolate and champagne. Yeah. And I also love to try new restaurants and new culinary experiences. Okay, next question. Who in the industry today is really inspiring you? What name comes to mind? Uh, I think there there are many. (laughs) I can't say (laughs) one. Um, I think um, Shimo, uh, many of you know, I I think uh, uh, looking back at her career, uh, she has an amazing journey and uh, so well respected in our industry. Uh, kind of bittersweet because she's going to retire soon, but uh, uh, she she she's someone that I always look up to. She's just so um, just so smart and so kind, and everybody knows her. Everybody talks so highly of her, <laughs> uh, and I have the pleasure of also working with her. She handles our uh, customer advisory council. Um, we get to collaborate, and it's someone every time I. I have a meeting with her. I learned something from her. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. And you're right. There are so many names in our space (laughs) that come to mind. We're very fortunate. We work in an industry where there are just so many incredible people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So final question for you. If you could leave the audience with one piece of advice, knowing that our audience is mostly filled with women who are in our industry or maybe a step outside of our industry, what final words would you want them to be left with to think more about? Sure. Uh, just be resilient, you know, be the best of you, uh, find ways to make things work um, and never give up. I think that's uh, something that I've learned and something that really worked for me. Uh, be resilient, never give up and find new ways to do things for sure. 
Well, I love that advice. And that's definitely advice I'll take into the rest of the week with me. Thank you so much, Sonia, for sharing your stories, sharing your insight, your knowledge with us today. And audience, thank you all for listening. Make sure that you share what you learned from this episode with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by following at meetings today and at Courtney on stage and be sure to never miss an episode by subscribing to dare to interrupt on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google podcasts, and more be bold, stay determined and keep daring to interrupt my friends until next time. Mm -hmm.